Welcome to the Forge America Missional Podcast, where we discuss faith, mission, the church, and the intersection of all three. Today on The Interview, we have the honor to sit down with Rich Robinson. Rich is one of the founders of Movement Leaders Collective. He also serves as the co-founder of Creo Ventures. You can learn more about Rich and the work of Movement Leaders Collective at movementleaderscollective.com. You can check out Creo Ventures at creoventures.co. Thanks for listening, and we're glad you're joining us at the interview. Welcome. This is Alan in Knoxville, Tennessee, and with me today is Brenna Varner in Albany, Oregon, and she is suffering from COVID. So if she has the COVID voice, uh, it is what it is. How are you doing, Brenna? It's my new microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying trying a little register. How's it working for me, guys? (laughs) Sounds great. Sounds great. I I love it, man. It's good. You got that Barry White sexy voice going on. And then also with us is Terry Ishii in Austin, Texas. How you doing, Terry? I'm good, man. That is frightening. That, that is nightmare factory kind of uh, fodder. And so that that won't be soon erased from my brain. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, Brenna's dealing with COVID right now. And so thanks for being on the pod. Terry and I have just gotten over it. But we do have one person who is COVID free on this call with us. And that is Rich Robinson from Edinburgh, Scotland. How you doing, Rich? Uh, I'm doing well, fit, fit and healthy right now, which uh, is not like the rest of the world. So good to be with you. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, but you had said that you basically had gone full on hermit, right? Like that's how you're avoiding it? Yeah, we've, we've had the last couple of weeks pretty much doing nothing. Our oldest boy is taking exams. So we've tried to get him there, which means we've not not done much. So he finishes Monday. So it will reemerge probably middle of next week, which will be good. You'll reemerge, come out of the world and get COVID like the and rest of the world. Lightly get COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, Rich, it's great to have you with us, man. And and the reason we wanted to bring you on was uh, the Movement Leader Collective, which you give a lot of leadership to and what's going on with that. And we've kind of said, hey, this is one of those kissing cousins to forge. And we'd love to let our audience and our people know a lot about the Movement Leader Collective. So could you kind of start and give us the, the background to it? Like, how did this thing actually start? Yeah, great, great question. So th- there's probably two two points in the timeline of birth. So one was about seven, eight years ago, where Alan Hirsch gathered five or six key leadership practitioners, people leading either training ministries or movements themselves, and begun to begun the conversation around MDNA movements, what it could look like. And there's probably two or three years of different, we could train churches, we could create toolkits, we should do this, we should do this. And so there was sort of two, three probably maybe even four years of looking into, listening to each other, trialing and testing things. And I I came into the conversation about four and a half years ago. So it was sort of two years in, had a sense of vision. And the, the vision is to shift the tracks of history. So a, a God-sized vision, not a we're going to strive, we're going to dream, we're going to build and make this thing happen. And the essence was a hundred movements to shift the tracks of history. If we really had a hundred movements what would it look like for them to be fully operative to really help capture the imagination of the church as movement? So how do we see church as movement, not as an institution, a building, a Sunday, an organization, and not just the sense of an organization getting bigger, a badge and a brand, but actually this generative energy, this multi-generational work that actually there really is the people of God mobilized for the full work of God. And so one or two movements would 
make a make a dent what would it be if we had 100 and so i came into that that conversation about four or five years in and it honestly started around a table with alan and i dreaming scheming at the end of a day we'd done it done a conference and there was this which again you, you guys have done conferences there's this bittersweet this is great because it really energizes people around an idea but actually the echo and the, the sadness of but how many other ideas have people heard at the conference and how many of these ideas are going to catch and is is anything really going to be different one week one month one year later and there's this sort of bittersweet end of the day um, and we were just sort of dreaming and scheming and said what what would it look like to gather a bunch of pioneering leaders people who have captured the bug of mdna of movement so alan's missional um, movement mdna so jesus lord at the center discipleship mission incarnation impulse apest organic systems liminality and we'll i'll explain them and pull them out later but we, we kind of said those that have read forgotten ways got the bug what would it look like to just get them in a room and try and make a difference and actually no one organization is going to make the difference no one organization is going to change the world but actually we need each other and we're actually stronger together and so the movement leaders collective it is what it what does what it says on the tin so it is a collective of movement leaders so we said how do we create a table a conversation an environment where there aren't just leaders who are pushing their agenda or building their own organization or the main speaker or the one model but actually how do we learn from each other this kind of collective intelligence spark off each other it may initiate partnerships it may initiate new initiatives and, and innovations it may just be an encouragement to people that are try, trying to trying to go after movement so yeah so four or five years ago one conversation about really the collective intelligence and the the opportunities and the, the serendipitous conversations that could come putting a group of people in the in the same room and that that was new york three and a half nearly four years ago and then there's there's a journey since that i can fill you in on yeah yeah that's that's no small dream dude uh what do you say change the tracks of history is that what it is yeah 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 that's, that's the one <laughs> That's the small dream. I love it. That's exciting. I, I love how that's getting uh, getting played out. Oh, that's awesome, Rich. Can you? I'm, I'm curious. You know, there's there's so much going on out there that people just don't know. I mean, it, it's it's sometimes it's so hard to kind of capture the stories and things that are going on. And I, I'm curious as as your work with uh, Movement Leaders Collective, what what are what are some of the things that you're seeing? You know, in this four year journey, five year conversation, like what are what are some of the what are some of the cool things that you're seeing that's happening out there that one just excites you and, and helps you and helps motivate you to continue this work? Uh, yeah, good question, Terry. Uh, I think one of the things that I've I've loved and been most energized about around the Movement Leaders Collective is we set out to be a global community. So we talked about and, and have sharpened over the years the language of seeking to be a community for movement leaders and a catalyst for movement leadership across geography, gender, ethnicity, and race. And so there really is incredible things going on across the global church. And so being on a call today, we had a, a Kenyan leader who was talking about how COVID as it's dispersed them, broken the dependency on Sunday service, how they're thinking about digital and online to serve their leadership training, how they're thinking about creating relational networks within the pastors themselves. So not just 
churches working together, but pastor connection groups and encouragement with an Indian leader who's talking about raising up female leaders. So in that culture, how do they empower leaders within their denominations, within their churches that are female, both in the business realm as well as the church realm? Some incredible work, North North America, absolutely, but also South America, European uh, and English organization that are committed to the institution, but talking about being entrepreneurs rather than entrepreneurs. So right, let's not let's go out and plant a whole bunch of new churches, but actually how within this rubble and architecture? How do we find the pioneers from within the institution? So huge amount of different wisdom. And that, that's that been the, the grace or the treasure of the Movement Leaders Collective is we've been able to harness this learning from one frontier, understand it, and then transfer it to another. So we, over the probably the last 18 months, two years, have actually shifted from not just the community and the conversation and connections, but actually over the last 18 months, accelerators and labs and think tanks starting to actually have some of these leaders from different frontiers training each other, us beginning to intentionalize our training. So I would say it started as community and conversations connections and just putting those global leaders in the room to share best practice, stories, prayer, encouragement. And it's now beginning to say, well, actually, the, this like Forge are brilliant in mission and incarnational impulse. How do we get behind Forge and help them to begin to train the global church or different organizations are brilliant in this space or this person holds a charism. How do we really help others to know about them, hear about them? So it's not just testimony they're hearing about, but it's actually, it's training as well. So that that's probably the journey the next three to five years is how do we begin to create a platform where the different people within the collective can be able to serve the church. And so an everyday leader that wants to learn more on discipleship or organic systems or how do I actually share my faith and can actually find different books, different podcasts, different training, different environments to be able to, to serve. And that that's a global piece, not just North America. Yeah. Can you, I mean, I, one, I'm, I love what MLC is doing. It's I, I find it super fascinating. And I'm curious, can you unpack how MDNA is influencing and really kind of creating the framework for your strategic partnerships uh, with mm-hmm. other organizations. Yeah, so so MDNA, six elements that Alan wrote about in The Forgotten Way. So Jesus is Lord, the centerpiece, Christ is the foundation and framework, discipleship and disciple making. So the engine and ethos of being a disciple, so doing the things Jesus did for the reasons he did in the way that he did, and actually be a disciple who makes disciples, who makes disciples, mission incarnation impulse, impulse to go, impulse to stay, APEST fivefold, so the full mobilization of the people of God, organic systems, simple, scalable, multipliable in terms of a frame that is able to, to go to multiple contexts, and then liminality communitas, so risk, displacement, adventure, and a community. That Those six elements are, the way that I use it is as a foundation and as a framework. So all that we do they undergird so every relationship all our training our community strategy use of resources engaging relationship they are really the foundation pieces that everything's built on and they're also the framework that we're looking at the world in so for instance we have accelerators so we have accelerators which are sort of short sharp bursts of training around movement and then we have labs which are longer deeper more discussion more process but we have a, an accelerator which covers 
all of those six elements. So MDNA, you can actually go through and get a kind of short, sharp burst of everything. But we also have a, a sort of a double click on Jesus Lord or organic system. So we want to provide training, short and sharp books. So we have a publishing arm. So Anna and Roland have been on the podcast. So again, we're not just saying who's got a good idea or who's got money to publish or who wants to publish a book. We're actually saying in these di different elements, where are the ideas? Who, ha who has voice that actually wouldn't be heard? Isn't a good business, bluntly, isn't a good business proposition and maybe isn't a household name, but has real wisdom around discipleship. So we, we're at the moment, we have as 100 Movements publishing a, a, an Ethiopian church planter, a Nepalese church planter, and a Kenyan leader who don't have huge Instagram followers and will sell thousands of books, but have real wisdom, one around Jesus Lord, one around disciple making, and one around organic systems. And so that's framing, Terry, the resources, the training, and the relationships, because it isn't a sort of anyone come and church growth, attractional, that there's a certain type of culture we're creating around those six elements that actually means it's, a, oh, I would talk about Marmite as, a, as, an, as an Englishman. It's, a, it's a, love, a love or a hate sort of, it's like, there's no, you either love it yeah. or you hate it. And, and in yeah. one sense, we're creating a community that you either love or you hate because you go either, I want this different world, kind of blue and red pill in the matrix, yeah. or I don't. And I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't see the need for it. So they really are the foundation of who we are, but they're the framework of how we see the world, how we interact with the world and what we're trying to build. First off, the first time Marmite's ever been said on the podcast. And I think the first time Undergird has ever been said on the podcast. So thank you for uh, that, Rich. Alan, if you want, if you want awesome. another one, um, Candy Floss is is another one that's an, <laughs> in, an English one that as an Englishman training Americans, especially like what's cat? It's like cotton candy. Yeah. And, and it's like it's candy floss. Yeah. So there you go. You can, I you went can have somewhere a whole completely different. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many, Brandon. There's so many we could go down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is great, man. And I love the, the this huge vision that you guys are casting and what you guys are doing across the across the country. And knowing that movements are varied, you guys are so many years into this. Do you guys have do you have like a story that kind of like, hey, here's something that we're trying to accomplish. Let me let me share a story with you that kind of paints a picture of what the Movement Leader Collective is all about? I'd, I'd probably give you two. Um, so there, there's one organization that we're working with, and they they work with Hispanic leaders based in the US and in the, the Caribbean. And so what we've sought to do as the Movement Leaders Collective is come alongside key organizations and key leaders that will spark movement. So we aren't the hero, we're the guide, we're the friend, we're the cheerleader and the coach. And so this particular leader has a vision for a movement across the Hispanic world. And so we ran an accelerator with his key leaders from some US-based, some other countries within the, within the Caribbean. And what we said was the first cycle, we'll run this and we'll run it with translation and with a local team that we'll coach and we'll work with you, but we'll be present, we'll do some of the teaching. And so we went through what was a six month process with these key leaders from Cuba, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, various US cities. And so what we said, we'll run this, but the aim is always 
within this group of 20, who are the four or five that will take this to Puerto Rico, Cuba, Dominican Republic, be the US-based leaders? And so we've just started a second cycle where some of that first cohort are leading it. We're coaching. We're beginning conversations around how those different countries will have this accelerator. And so it's not just MDNA is translated into Spanish. We've got the book, The Forgotten Ways is translated into Spanish. All our accelerator is on a learning platform that's dubbed and translated. We have the team designing and delivering their own videos. So there's now beginning to be a contextualized form of MDNA with the face, the feel, the context, the testimonies of a Hispanic movement that is being birthed that we get to be a friend and a partner of the key leader. We get to coach probably what will be about 10 to 15 leaders. But my expectation is within six to 12 months, there will be embryonic work in four nations, five cities across the US that is fully contextualized, that has the skeleton under the surface of the movement leaders collective frame, MDNA frame, but the skin of the Dominican or Puerto Rican leaders that are leading. So that's happening. I mean, the, the, the privilege we have, Alan, and COVID press fast forward on this for, for a lot of ways, because before then it may have been we try and do an event in Havana and gather people, or we try and do an event in Houston and gather people. But actually, COVID has allowed us to journey online with people rather than just do a very intense three-day training event. So actually, the openness, we've, we've run cohorts with an East African cohort. So Kenya, Ghana, Indian leaders, South. So we've actually, over the last 18 months, had the opportunity that the sort of world has opened up. The world has closed down and the world has opened up in, in different ways, definitely. So for us, the hope would be, Alan, that there are across the globe, multiple different denominations, multiple different cities, the skeleton of MDNA, some of our training, our tools, our resources, the books, but actually they are contextualized, they're indigenously led, and they're, they're self-replicating and self-generating. It's not Alan and I running around the Zoom universe or around the globe trying to push things and start things. It's actually us just coaching leaders that are leading indigenous contextualized movements. That, that's the vision. And we, we are, Alan, in one sense, Alan's been doing this for 40 years. I've been doing this for 20 years. But the Movement Leaders Collective itself is, is four four years old. So it's sort of this strange, it's been our life forever. And this is a new dynamic that has life and energy. It just feels like God's in it and on it. So uh, it's not Alan, it's not me, it's not Laura, it's not the team. It just feels like God's God's in the midst of collaboration, movement, pioneer, that that just feels like there's something, something bubbling for a lot of people in that space. So Rich, I'm curious, uh, as you guys are, the work that you're doing, and really, I mean, I, I didn't realize that MLC was so global. I mean, I knew that there were some some elements just because we have people kind of from around the world doing this, but I didn't realize you guys were so entrenched in some of the global work. And so as you look to the future, and you know, I feel like every six months, we have at least one podcast where we say, as we come out of COVID, we're going to be saying we're coming out of COVID for the next five years, it feels like, but at coming out of this this season, starting a new season, like what's on the horizon that you're excited about? Like, what do you guys have coming that people can maybe check out, jump in on, things like that? 
I think what COVID has done, Terry, is made the world incredibly global mm -hmm. and incredibly local. So we're now hyper, hyper global because we're so online. We can check out any podcast, any TED talk. It's just the world has opened up because of the online and we've become hyper local. We're very aware of our, our neighborhood, our circumstance, our family, our extended family. So I think probably that's what defines, I think, some of what, what we're thinking about in the new, new season, Terry. So there's three component parts to Movement Leaders Collective. There's the hybrid publisher, there's the, the collective, the leaders collective, the relational network, and then there's the training ecosystem. So what's on the horizon um, in the publishing? There's three or four really good books I'm excited by. So Red Skies, so your very own Roland Smith, has worked to collate and, and really collaborate with different voices about some of the key conversations for the future of the church. So I'm really excited about that. Um, Re-Jesus, Alan and Mike have rewritten the classic and, and updated and Anna's work there. So, And, and those two feel significant because it's the future of the church. And it's the, the foundation or the center point of the church in Re-Jesus. So that those two feel two significant resources, I think, I think for people. In terms of the Leaders Collective, we've started with making an invite to movement leaders. So they may be leading a network or a denomination or a church planting movement. And so we started with a sort of core group, but actually saying, what does it look like to open a global conversation about movement and a global conversation around Christ-likeness and spiritual formation, discipleship, mission. So not that we're the only people having those conversations or we're the most important people in those conversations, but how do we help some of these different organizations and movements just share their wisdom and, and initiate conversation and people ask questions? So we're talking about with the both the collective and the ecosystem, um, basically a, an MX, a platform where people can come in, sort of have community. So a sort of a Facebook, Twitter, kind of mighty networks, engagement with people, have the resources in one place. So podcasts, articles, books, toolkits, kind of an, almost like a one-stop shop for, I need to, what do I get for my kind of small group or my church as a resource and a training space. So if somebody says, I'd really love to think more about mission, I can find Forge there, or I want to learn about Fivefold. I can find 5Q there. So that's on the horizon as well. Just having all these different resources, training opportunities, conversations in one place to, to serve people. So that they're probably the, these two books, this platform. And then the final piece is we've, we've worked very hard over the last two years on on the training process so the accelerators and the labs what we're trying to do is to put my, my language is put it in a box because once it's in a box it can actually then be made accessible to other people so it's out of one or two leaders sort of skill charisma energy it's not confined to one space one organization it becomes something that can be used by many so that that again in six months time my hope is when people are saying well What's MDNA? How do I engage with movement? How do I grow in these six dynamics in my insert organization, church, denomination, small group, microchurch? We'll actually have something to say, well, just this is the journey. You, you can actually take it yourself rather than have to come, come to us to do it.
Yeah, Rich, so we've been reading the book New Power and kind of thinking through the implication of new power when it comes to the church, when it comes to faith, when it comes to movements like this. And so I know that you've read the book, and and do you see how Movement Leader Collective and the concepts, the ideas inside New Power, how they can kind of come together? I think for me, COVID did shift and turn the tables. So it really did unsettle and stress test what was often a hierarchical, centrally driven system. And suddenly there's an earthquake and the systems crack. And actually a lot of agency, responsibility and energy was given to the edge and given to individuals, but not necessarily in a thought through, empowering and resourced way. It was sort of, oh, church is finished. We're online. Good luck. God bless you. We're going to scramble to try and help. And (laughs) I mean, it's been horrendously tough. COVID itself has been tough, but actually for for a lot of church leaders, their reality has been, I wasn't trained for this. I wasn't prepared for this. The system isn't built for this. And so actually it's been hard for both an everyday person and a church leader. It's been hard for everyone. So I think some of the principles of relational influence, edge orientation, innovation coming and learning coming far more from the pioneering edge from than from the, the center, the top down or the, the head office. I think those sort of principles is what we're doing. So in our training, we talk about Ralph Winter, a missiologist, sociologist, talks about sodal and modal in technical terms, but really the modality is the whole. Everyone's welcome. There's just, there's a sort of mixed levels of commitment and it's the whole community, stable, more systematic. And then the sodalities are these small units, the pioneering, generative, innovative, dynamic, always pushing the envelope. So the modality, the whole settles and the sodalities at the edge push out. And so even thinking about organizational dynamics, how you encourage, if you're an organizational leader, those pioneering edges to prototype and change. And if you're just a leader, not thinking there needs to be permission or I need to go to the center to then get back to the edge. So I think at MLC, each of the six elements of of MDNA should give agency to a believer and a disciple to say, actually, this is a way to unlock movement potential. This is a way for me to really embody and express my Christianity, my faith, in my neighborhood, in my office, at my home, with my kids, whatever it be. So so I think we're not, even the medium is a message, we're not trying to build a centralized ministry of, of Movement Leaders Collective. We're trying to decentralize, give power and function to the edge. That's why we're putting the accelerator in a box rather than saying there's five people that can run it and there's a big price tag and you have to come to us. It's here it is, accessible, gifted, and for you to take and you to contextualize. So often I think one of the mistakes people make is in our language, we would talk about practices and principles. And so often people try and replicate the practices. So everything ends up looking the same because we do the same, but the one size fits all doesn't work. So the principles were intentional, disciplined with the principles, but then there's a freedom, a creativity and an agency given to everyone to actually contextualize those principles in different practices, depending on city, country context. So I think that sense of relational influence rather than hierarchical position, the orientation towards the edge and iterative learning rather than educational or classroom learning, that there are definitely some principles that would help that new power dynamic, that movement dynamic come. Rich, uh, I, 
I know that uh, what you guys are doing with Movement Leader, Leader Collective, I mean, it, it's so big, it's so huge, but sometimes it's kind of fig- it's hard to figure out how to get how to get plugged in. How to, what are the on ramps? So if people are listening, they're like excited about this, they want to learn more. They're like, hey, I, give me give me more. How do they get connected with Movement Leader Collective? That's a great question, Alan. And we have, and we're launching in the next uh, four to six weeks a platform, a website where people can connect in. Because really, over the last three or four years, it's been relational network, build as we go, very diffuse. And so the the last six months has been consolidating that. So we will have the website. So it'll be the mxplatform.com. So T-H-E-M-X platform.com. And so that will be the place where people can come. There'll be an online shop. There'll be free resources. There'll be training offerings. And so that that's the best place to come. Um, in the meantime, if you've got a question or you want to reach out and say, I don't want to wait four weeks or six weeks or whenever this podcast comes out to work it out, the Movement Leaders Collective is the website. So www.movementleaderscollective.com. Come there. There's There's a contact form and just send an email through with the questions and then we can point you in the direction of a a great training organization in the area that you're interested in or connect you with other leaders in your city or nation. So that's part of the Movement Leaders Collective is connecting you with others that are thinking the same, doing the same, or trying to do the same, or have done it and can actually coach and train you in it. So it's coming because that's one of our probably 2022 priorities is actually to create a simple access point for people to say, I've got a need or I've got a vision or I've got a problem or I I want to start this or stop this. And this is how we can connect you through into Forge or 5Q or SLI or a movement accelerator or Jesus Lord book. So it's coming. It'll be there soon, but not yet. So in the meantime, (laughs) movementleaderscollective.com. All right. And I can't tell if that's a promise or a threat, but either way, I'm kind of excited about it. It'll be good. Um, and then Rich, I had a question for you too, because uh, I follow you through Creo Ventures. I know that's something that you do as well. I know MLC is not the sum total of what you do. You do all kinds of things, uh, but give us a little snapshot of Creo Ventures and what's that all yeah, about? Yeah. So, so my two, my two primary worlds are the Movement Leaders Collective and Creo. And uh, I feel my life call is to release kingdom potential in and through leaders And so the Movement Leaders Collective would be leaders that are leading within the church world, the denominational world. And then Creo Ventures are Christian entrepreneurs, spiritual and social entrepreneurs, marketplace leaders. And so that's the same framework and passion of releasing God dreams and kingdom potential, but just a different context. So creoventures.co is where we would run some very similar sort of training machinery. So short, sharp ideation, I've got a vision or I've got an idea or I've got an itch or a problem. I've got an idea. How do I put it into practice and create a social enterprise, start a business, create a community group, whatever it be. Um, and then longer. So we have labs that are longer and deeper process for maybe an experienced entrepreneur or, or a marketplace leader that wants to shift and pivot and change. And so really, we, we talk about wanting to connect, resource and equip Christian entrepreneurs to advance the common good. So it's that gray area of integrated faith where we're thinking about spiritual change, social change and strategic change. And so whether that's within a business, within a, a 501c3, a, a charity, a, a social enterprise, maybe we also work a lot with co-vocational church planters um, and bivocational church planters. So. It's really that same for, for me personally and for the team, it's the same 
real drive to bring about the kingdom to spark movement, but it's working in that Christian entrepreneurship. So social change and spiritual entrepreneurs is uh, is who's in that mix. And again, love to connect with you. So that's www.creoventures.co. Well, Rich, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate the time, man. It's been great having you on. Really excited about the stuff that you guys are doing, cheering you on. I mean, just just excited about what's going to keep happening. So thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Forge America Missional Podcast. Forge America longs to see the reign of God revealed in the everyday spaces of life. To do this, we partner with local movements to mobilize the people of God to participate in the everyday mission of God. If you'd like to know more about Forge America, feel free to check us out at forgeamerica.com.